become Batman. Good luck, Harry Potter. Well, cover me with eggs and flour and bake me for 40 minutes. Hello and welcome to Scream Masters with me, Bav. And me, Fluff. And this week, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be looking at the Ip Man films. Uh, now, you correct me if I'm wrong on any of this when I'm going through it, but is there a, is this series known in a particular way? Because I'm aware uh, there are quite a few films around the same subject matter. Sure. Uh, it's just as far as I'm aware referred to as the Ip Man series. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. And they're Chinese. Uh, yeah, I guess Chinese produced, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I certainly seem to be. Uh, so yes, we will be going through those today. But as always, to uh, in light of the subject matter of today, I would like to turn to the words of Carl Douglas, uh, because this week everybody was kung fu fighting. <laughs> oh, oh! I got a chuckle for that oh, one. Oh god! Bloody hell! Oh. I can't remember yeah. the last time you yeah, actually. No, you know what? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll give you that one. That's the, <laughs> that, that one. That was. It, it's better than some of your previous ones. Uh, so yeah. Uh, I was thinking like Ash Kung Fu or something like that. But no, yeah, yeah, that, that'll do. yeah that's fine. That'll do it. Good stuff. Oh, well, that's a good start then. So, uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to get involved in the conversation, if you want to get in touch with us, you can head over to the Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash screenmasters. Um, yeah, it's it's building every day. We've had quite, uh, I think our numbers have nearly doubled in the last couple of weeks. Uh, sorry, isn't so, it forward slash the screenmasters? So I'm, I'm, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's Facebook. I mean, I don't even have. The I don't even have Facebook. I don't even run the Facebook account. No, I know, which do, is why yeah. I'm the one talking to everyone. Yeah, which is fine yeah. because. So why are people. you remembering that? Come on, I know because it's lockdown, but you know come why? On. It's been yeah, exactly it's lockdown. I'm... <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm still reeling from that thing we watched the other night. I... Uh, um. That thing we watched the other night. Yeah, yeah, the, you know, because I can't call it a wrestling match because it wasn't a freaking oh, wrestling I match. See. It was like yes. a, a mini action sequence yeah, from, sure. from a very, bank. very entertaining. Yeah, you would not look at that <sighs> and go, strange. that's a wrestling match. That was pure, <laughs> unadulterated uh, entertainment for yeah. a good 20 minutes, half hour. Hilarious. Some good nonsense. Um, so yes, uh, over there on facebook.com forward slash the screen masters. He's quite right. Um, uh, I'd like to give a shout out to, uh, hmm, we'll use his in-game name and say just insane. If he's listening. Uh, hello, sir. Um, we've seen you on the seas in Atlas. Uh, and he got in touch through the, the Facebook page to have a chat. Alexa, why are you going off? I didn't. I didn't say Alexa, did I? No, no, not as far as I'm aware. I know we talked about wrestling and Alexa, Alexa, Alexa Bliss, but no. no. Oh, the wonders she, of technology. She's still going. Alexa, stop. Say, it's like, man. Slight, slightly how you talk to you. Didn't even say Alexa. Jesus, this has gone well, <laughs> isn't it? Bloody hell. <laughs> anyway, yes. Hello to Justin Zane, our friend from Atlas. Um, and also, hello to... Uh, I'm really sorry, I'm trying to find his name. So this may take me a second. Ah, Raymond Breitfeld. 
Uh, he is in a band in Texas, if you're in that area, called World Five. Uh, so, yes. Uh, hello to him out there in Texas. I shit you not, actually a man from Texas. Um, so, hello. And hello to everyone else that we know who may be listening Hiya. in these times. It it's crazy times. We hope you're okay. We hope everyone else is okay there. But as you, as we've said before, let's get off that and let's uh, let's start with uh, what, what you've been watching. We've had plenty of time on our hands. Yeah, what we have. have you been watching? Uh, so I've gone through a few spells of animes. Um, okay. So one of, one of them, now you'll have to forgive the title because the title is absolutely ludicrous. Okay. Um, and it's and it's how to pick up girls in a oh, dungeon. Oh, Christ, yes, I've heard. Or is it okay to pick up girls Our in a dungeon? Our friend Baggy was talking to, us, talking yes. to me about this one. Yes. Um, so I'd seen it years ago. I couldn't fully remember it. And our good friend Baggy had, had watched it, and I spotted it was on Netflix. So I was like, okay, let's rewatch the first series. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Baggy then let me know that the second series was there, as was also a spin off. So I've had a good three series of that. That was <laughs> very, very entertaining. Um, I also got round to watching the second series of One Punch Man. Oh, yeah. That I pretty much did in one sitting because it was that enjoyable. Um, absolutely fantastic. As we've discussed in uh, in the previous anime episode, thoroughly enjoyable. Really looking forward to how this is, is going to continue. Uh, I don't think the second series is up on Netflix yet. I managed to find it on another site. Um, and the only other thing of note, really, I mean, I've a lot, watched a lot, but I know, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get to other things. Um, the only other thing I've really watched... On uh, on a on a popular streaming site, lo and behold, um, actually no, uh, Clone Wars. I've I finally finished the mm. the last series of Clone Wars. I do recommend that you go back and rewatch all of those, and then watch Rebels, and then we can have that conversation. Anyway, well, um, this is something I I need to discuss yeah. with you. Anyway, was was can I jump in at this season, or no. have I got to go back? No, because you need to I remember I've discussed going back with you before. Yeah, yeah, and the way you explained it to me was that it's a jumbled continuity mess it, it, that it you is. have to watch five episodes in this series that then follow on no, to five episodes yeah. from the next series you and could it's like it, what? it is yeah it is very weird that the, the, like i say there is a chronological order to it and mm. then there's kind of a story-based approach to it you would not suddenly be able to jump into this last season and understand half of what is going on this is okay. tying up the That's threads right. Um, but don't get me wrong, there is. So we'll we'll stick that on a project stuff. list then. That, that's will, on a project uh, list. Uh, uh, so the other thing, um, other than that, is uh, the Last Kingdom. Don't know if you've seen it on, as I say, a popular streaming site. It's uh, it's it's just released its fourth season. Um, mm -hmm. It's um, yeah, it's it's basically about the Saxons Vikings period, uh, about a bunch of Vikings that kind of invade uh england as it was back then and it's it, i won't say too much on it but it's is that kind of medieval thing it's one that's kind of flown under the radar for me um i'm not surprised because uh, as you're saying that i'm thinking hang on isn't that a series called vikings that's on yeah it is isn't that it's a series really it has on that isn't that yeah because it, it, game of thrones wasn't it game of thrones yeah. spawned all this yes thing, some good some bad yeah um but no the acting in it is actually quite good uh the, the story is quite good I, I really found myself uh, very much involved for a good couple of seasons. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, I, I've, I've finished the third, but I haven't got around to the fourth again because I've watched a lot of that. So sometimes you need a break. Uh, but yeah, some good battle sequences. Sometimes that is, you know, one of the things like you look at Thrones and stuff like that and it was like, okay, but this is really good, really gritty, uh, very, very gritty uh, and very enjoyable. So yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of my side of things. 
How about cool. yourself? Well, uh, I, yeah, I've been locked down with children, so mm. uh, yeah, I'm limited. <laughs> so I've watched Playing with Fire, uh, oh, which is the John Cena, John Leguizamo, yeah, and oh Christ, I always get his name in the wrong order, but I think I'm going to go with Keegan Michael. Hey, yes, because it's Key and Peel, so Keegan yep. Michael Key. Yeah. Yes, it must be that. Um, uh, and and some children, and it was a Nickelodeon film, and you know what? I laughed. <laughs> I thought it was quite funny in places. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cena was very good. Uh, Keegan Michael Key was who he always is, but you know he's entertaining in that role. John Leguizamo's character actually had some really funny lines. He was his character would misquote things, and then say they were it was a quote from the wrong person. But then the joke is that. As the as the film goes on, he gets closer and closer to being right, and then finally he gets a quote absolutely bang on, and it's a quote from like uh, Rainbow Dash in My Little Pony. <laughs> right, okay, so it's just really funny. I, I, well, I found it funny anyway. But, sure. Um, yeah, that was actually not bad. I I thought it was uh, it's from, judging by the trailer because a lot of these things I worry it's all going to be potty humor and stuff, you know, poop jokes and that. And you know, a poop joke is fine in a kids film you need that sometimes but i hate it when it's all about that and the trailer kind of made it look like it was going to skew that way but it, it totally didn't it skewed really nicely it had a very good message um yeah I, I think it's genuinely quite a funny little film um that i'd recommend to anyone with with kids uh we watched uh, trolls world tour as well the new trolls film which i was worried about because again the trailers for that make it look like rocks the bad guy and I hate the fact that rock m- music is always viewed as the bad guy in everything because everyone's scared of rock and metal. Um, but actually, it was totally fair and mm. it mocked all types of music uh, fairly. Um, Mary J. Blige voiced the Queen of Funk. Ozzy Osbourne voiced the King of Metal. So there were some good jokes in there for the children, uh, for the adults. And it was entertaining, and Sam Rockwell was quite funny in it as well. He voiced a, a character in it too. Um, so again, I'd recommend that for anyone with children. The only thing... Sorry? I was, I was just going to say, clearly not everybody would be recommending that right now because there's uh, obviously caused a lot of uproar. Uh, well, absolutely, yes. Online. I mean, I, yeah, uh, I hear so Odeon are very displeased with them. But um, yeah, I mean... I, you never know, though. I still think people are going to, you know, I'd have taken my children to see it in the cinema mm. had that have been available. Mm-hmm. We only, you know, rented it because that was the only option we had. So, mm. you know, I, I would have paid money to go to the cinema to watch it. So, you know, I, I would go back to that. For yeah, you know, when, when the cinemas are back again, I'll, I'll go to the cinema again. I'm, I would rather watch it big screen if it's a film I want to. You know, it doesn't change for me. That's my point. If I want to see the film... I want to see it in the best possible way I can, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, in the best possible yeah. format. If if I am that passionate about the film, if I'm not, yes, I'm quite happy for a home release. Um, the only adult type thing I've watched uh, is the Birds of Prey, or the fabulous emancipation of Harley Quinn, or of one Harley Quinn, something like that. Um, which was actually a shitload more fun than I was expecting it to be, uh, and that potentially it has any right to be. And I'm not just saying this because Mary Elizabeth Winstead's in it. Mm, Shocker. Um, she she's quite funny actually. She is she's she's just very angry. 
but she does it quite well. Um, but yeah, I uh, you are it, it's quite interesting because you can look at that film and I can see bits of that film and go that you see that's what Suicide Squad should have done instead of doing it this way. And, you know, we've discussed before about exposition and 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 my feeling that sometimes bad writing is just having a character exposition dump because there are other more inventive ways of doing it. And this film's quite a good example of that. It has quite a simple story because it needs to spend the first half of the film putting the pieces together. But because it uses Harley Quinn as a narrator who herself is quite, you know, disjointed and schizophrenic, she tells the story in the wrong order. So it doesn't, you know, you chop forwards and backwards in flashback sequences, learning about the people that she's running into in in the chronology of the film. And you sort of start at the beginning and you don't get back to that point in the narrative until about 40 minutes in. And by that point, through all these little flashbacks and chopping and changing and telling the narrative forwards and then realising she's missed a bit out, so she goes back to tell you that little bit, and doing them in a flashback sequence and, like I say, doing them with her as the narrator so they can, uh, you know, that unreliable narrator thing, you can put a personal spin on it, you can make things look a particular way because it's this person's interpretation of what's happened. Um, And and I think they do it really well. Um, It's the kind of film that when my daughter is old enough she will absolutely adore and i will very much enjoy showing her because it is you know it is girl power to the extreme that there's only two significant male characters in it i would say um being Hugh mcgregor's baddie black mask who's quite good uh and the sidekick victor zaz and they're the only two real male you know cast members that have a a, a point other than uh, the background fodder so it, it is all about the girls and the female characters up front and they do really well and you know it's not just like they have the tragic backstories they're they're, they're fully rounded superhero characters it's fantastic and it, like i say it's the kind of film that she loves the avengers but she wishes more of them were like black widow she wishes there was more representation of her gender there you know hmm. so this thing will be perfect for her when we get there because it sets up the bird of prey, birds of prey as a goody team and splits Harley back off from them by the end because presumably she's going to be in James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not one that's on my, you know, kind of high to watch list. Um, I, again, but mainly because I, I'm not being very enamored by the DC. Mm. Oh no, no, I totally uh, agree. Films. So it's it's you know been reluctant uh, to to watch that. But it's it's a shame that it didn't do as well. Uh, I think obviously the, the you know um, Margot Robbie is a fantastic actress as we've discussed. Yeah. And, and her um, and the fact that Mary Elizabeth Winstead was in it were the main driving factors why I thought I'm going to give mm. this a go. Yeah. Uh, I've got one more thing I was gonna I was gonna discuss with you, but. I think we'll save that for the next episode because uh, I've gone on long enough and we might as well get into the uh, into the main topic. Sure. Um, sure. So, Ip Man. His name's Ip, as far as I can see. Um, he, so, yeah. So, this series of films is a 
semi well it's autobiographical isn't it is it based i i didn't catch whether it's, it was based on a book or anything no or it, it's yeah it's, it's, it's loosely like, based it on have anything to do with it uh and again viewers no. uh, listeners i turn to fluff because this this is very much born of uh fluff's passion uh not my own not to say that i don't thoroughly enjoy watching these films uh and should be watching them again but um yeah, this one was your passion that you've you've spoken about for for some time, um, and I thought it was about time I, I gave them a watch and, and we had a look at them. So yeah, I may turn to you for more of the factual background on this. Sure. No, I mean it's from what I know of it, it was it's a story about uh, Ipman uh, as he was, um, and we 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 know little bits about him uh, from. The, the media before all of the films and things like that because he was Bruce Lee's master. Now, obviously, Bruce Lee, everybody in the world knows who Bruce Lee was um, mm. and, and everything that surrounded him, but we don't know as much about who trained him, which is Itman. Uh, he was his teacher. Um, and so for years, I think there's been... There have been other films come out about Itman, mm. but not in, in the scope and scale, I think, of uh, of this series. Obviously, finding the lead in in Donnie Yen. I've watched yeah. some of the other series, uh, sorry, uh, other films uh, based loosely on it, man. I find Donnie Yen's version of him to be the best. But that's just my interpretation. I love Donnie Yen. I think he's a great actor. Um, and I think he's a great martial artist. So mm-hmm. this is loosely based around it, man's life. Now there's a lot of stuff that we don't necessarily know about him, uh, and there's also stuff that they don't portray in the films. Um, apparently, he had a, a bit of a, a drug addiction at one point, um, and he, he he wasn't always the best character. We obviously always get the best of these kind of historical figures on screen. In, in often is the case here. Uh, generally, um, I obviously I think uh, a good portion of it is is fictional, but I think the underlying tones, his mythos uh is is everything about him is he seems to be true um you know the the way that he held himself the way that he looked at martial arts uh and his students etc uh, etc et i think that's all very true uh obviously mm-hmm. the personal life i know for a fact that he had multiple wives and, and different children and things like that again not necessarily depicted that way in the films but no, I, I'm just kind of kind of putting that bit aside and just going mm. in watching this loosely. We all know that these kind of films are loosely based on on these people. Yeah, not exactly. But that's but, the interesting thing. As I was going through it, I was thinking, wow, I wonder whether this really happened. A good portion of it. There are the lots film, of it that you can think, oh yeah, I bet that happened. Yeah, a but good then there are parts the where I go, film, no, yeah. I'm not so sure. But a good portion I know of the first film very much did happen um, mm. because yes, he was in. China when uh, the Japanese invaded, etc. So yeah, that that all that all happened, and he lived through it. Uh, mm. And he, you know, started his schools, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, felt backlash from various communities and the different. We'll we'll get into that. I was going to say you you yeah. just planned through I'm the episode then. Planned through, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I'll, I'll just sorry. flick through all my notes. Sorry, here and that's why you got that's to. Fine. You know, but I'm emphasizing yeah. the fact that yes, yeah, some of it is fictional, but a good portion yeah, of this of is totally true. It's interesting. That's fascinating. I'd, I'd, I'd be, you know, I'm, I, I know he died in '74 or something. We'll get there with it. But yeah, um, yeah. So I, I wonder whether he wrote a, you know, whether there is a transcript of his life out there, or an autobiography, or anything. Or he strikes me as the kind of man who wouldn't do that. So well, uh, he he in his final days, he uh, again, it's a, an interesting thing. Um, 
in his final days, he um, made sure that his son was also a pupil of his, and he made sure that there was a record. So he, uh, it is, it's one of the few videos that he's kind of that old. Um, oh and yes, of course, does... it's right at the end, isn't it? Yeah, he it tells is. him to record it. Yeah, and that is like one of the points where I think he left part of his legacy because he, you know, he was getting to that point in his life, and mm. just being able to see that again at the end of the film, you just kind of go, "Well, this is real. Uh, this is, you know, quite." So yeah, again, his his legacy were his students, and I think that's mm. where the martial arts, you know, is is really good in that way because it's not all about oh who's written down and this that and the other. Yes, there's obviously a bit of ego to it, but for him, it was passing it all down. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so yeah, we start with Ip Man in 2008. Um, well, sorry, from 2008, uh, because we actually start in Foshan in China in 1935. Um, uh, so it opens on this small town, I would call it, in China. Um, in this period, we see a fella opening a... Uh, has opened a new school and he goes and challenges Master Ip because uh, I said, you know, he wants to prove he's the best and Ip Man's the best. It's like you say, it's a big sort of honor and ego thing at times uh, with the heads of the martial arts school or the newcomers to the area. They always have got to beat the the top of the tree to prove that they're worthwhile. Um, uh, and that that uh, that opening fight sequence is really, really, really good. I, I really enjoy it. It's very entertaining, um, uh, and it has a bit of um, bit of humour with it as well, mm-hmm. which I quite enjoyed. Um, and you know, you have the whole thing beforehand with uh, again tying into the honour. You know, he's I'll fight you, but I haven't eaten. So I, I'm going to eat first and he'll wait. And then he invites him to eat with them. So they eat and they share cake and tea. And then they're like, right, let's go and fight now. And uh, the humor sort of plays on that for me. Um, then a gang of baddies ride into town. Uh, and again, I, I call them baddies. And a lot of times I'm referring to the bad guys as just baddies because partly a couple of the copies of a couple of the films had really bad subtitles. So the name changed sometimes. And sometimes there wasn't a name in the subtitles, even though I was fully aware someone had said someone's name because I heard them say Sifu, which is master. Yeah. So I know they said master something, but the subtitles just said master. And I was like, oh, for God's sake. Um, so yes, apologies. I don't have all the names in some of these things. Um, so yes, gang of baddies run into town, and then the uh, so again uh, the gang of, we watch the gang go round the town, uh, taking out all the different masters from the different schools, and of course he finally works his way up to Ip, and then that one I'm fairly sure is a, a, an absolutely incredible fight, not just from the point of view of the martial arts, but the um, a, again the undercurrent of humour that's woven into it that never feels out of place to me it always feels perfectly timed and perfectly judged um but there's a bit where is that the fight where his son cycles through on his little tricycle and they stop fighting yeah and he because because it's like i'm not going to fight you and everything's getting smashed up and his wife said don't smash anything yeah and halfway through the fight her son comes in and it hasn't really fought he's just evaded 
and the boy comes around and says, Mummy says you better start fighting before he breaks everything. And, and I just wheels out as well. Yeah, and then <laughs> just cycles out the other side, <laughs> yeah. and it man's like, oh, okay, fine. So he actually starts fighting him. Mm-hmm. Um, like you say, the, the the fight sequences are are fantastic, and they get better as they go along, mostly. But um, I I really enjoy that early fight, and and a lot of the fights in this in this first film are, are yes. some of my favourites of the whole. Yes, uh, so the I whole would thing. wholeheartedly agree. Wholeheartedly agree. Um, so yeah, Ipman, uh, Jin. That's who it is, isn't it? Jin fights mm-hmm. Ip, and uh, that's because this is the point where I finally got the baddie's lead, lead baddie's name. You see, so yes, Jin fights Ip. Uh, he beats them, and because he's not running a school at this stage, is he? No, he's just the the Wing Chun master. And everyone else runs the schools at this point. Um, and then we sort of close that chapter. And it, uh, as much as I love the first film, it does it, it does feel disjointed because of what it's doing in the narrative. Hmm. Because it's telling a man's life through certain changes. And instead of seeing them necessarily, we just get little montage sequences with dates on and physical text telling us what's happened. Um, so anyway, we reach 1937. Japan get uh, invades China. All kind of hard times, brother. Um, uh, and we get a little war montage again to show us. Then again, we comes up on screen. It's 1938. Specifically, Foshan has now been invaded. Um, Ip Man and his wife have been kicked out because the Japanese have used their home as the base of operations. And he ends up working in a coal mine, digging down down. Um, then the Japanese, is it General Sato, I want to say, comes down, uh, um, uh, the baldy fellow with the glasses, was he General Sato? Because uh, he's the he's... one who actually goes to the coal mine with the lackey. Yeah, again, I think I'll, he's, uh, I may have the lackey's name at some point. Uh, General Mura, I think he is. Um, and, and uh, the... General Mura yeah, is the yeah. main general. But he has like a lackey general that's like his number two with little circular glasses. And a bald head. Uh, He's a much Sato, shorter fellow. I think he is Colonel Sato. It's Colonel Sato. Is. Then I'm sure, yeah, yeah, I'm sure yeah, it was yeah. Sato, but I couldn't. Just, yeah. That was it. I'm trying to anyway. remember uh, the, the. Yeah. So yes, the, Sato and uh, a, an interpreter, uh, translator, go to the coal mine and are looking for martial artists because they've heard Foshan is rich in martial artists um, to go and fight. Uh, at the behest of General Mura, who is an absolute monster-looking fella, um, and uh, which which is you know what you expect. That's the way these things go, isn't it? It's always small guy who fast mm-hmm. versus big guy who not. But actually, this one isn't quite like that, is it? Um, so um, Lin uh, Ip Man's friend he's not related to him i don't think is he I, I again i struggled in the early part i kind of wondered whether everyone was related uh, oh but... master master lee uh yeah no no lin just... his his lin. little buddy his little uh, i think I, I think he is up just... in the mind the one who dies you know he, he's coming up yeah uh, i think he's just a friend because i think again yeah i think met, he's just we a meet friend. him at the beginning of the film yeah. i think he isn't he the guy who's um yeah i think he's the guy who is uh 
yeah, he was at the beginning of the film. I'm sure he was. Um, yeah, like character. you say, he's introduced at the beginning, and his wife gets angry with him because he keeps Ip doing work, you know, doing kung fu instead of spending time with his kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, this fellow Lin goes off because you're told that if you fight, you get um, bag of grain, uh, bag of rice afterwards. Um, so yeah, three blokes go off, and we get Lin. Uh, Lin's fight fight sequence. Um, now that is, uh, it, I mean, I thought that was an incredible sequence mm. from start to finish. Um, the the cinematography really got me on it, and the the I don't want to say the score because it's not the score, but there as it's the sound design, I guess, in general of that sequence because it ends with Lin's heartbeat dying and his heartbeat fading away. But it's it's done so brilliantly that you don't realise his heartbeat has actually been in the background of the sequence for most of it. And it's only that right at the end, as he's getting beaten, that they start stripping away the rest of the score and they just leave it with the heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And it's incredible because yeah. it's bit, it's there the whole time. But you don't notice it until they start stripping away the stuff that's on top of it, and you realise that that beat has been the background beat of the music. It's such a clever sequence, and again, the way they do it that in that way with it dying, just I, I don't know, the drama really, you know, it really got me. It, it, I, I thought it was a br- a brilliant sequence, a beautiful sequence, um, that really did the character justice. Um. So anyway, Lin dies, and that was it, man's buddy. The next day, Ip's back at the uh, the coal mine. They come back to get some more fighters, um, and Ip Man's asking where Lin is, and they won't tell him. So he's like, "All right, I'll go and fight," so that he can try and find out where he is. Um, when Ip's there, I think it's Master Liu, isn't it, from the beginning? Yeah, from the beginning, the yeah. master from the beginning who fought him. Um, he is fighting. And well, kind of gets greedy, but then, yeah, gets dead because um, he decides to fight more people to try and get some more food, and he loses the fight and still tries to take the food. So Mura's second in command, Sato, shoots him. But then Mura's yeah. not very happy with him at all after that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so he wins his first battle. He then challenges three. Yeah, sits on fighting three at once, but then loses. So he goes to collect his initial winnings, which is perfectly legitimate. But yes, yeah, you're quite right because he won his first fight, didn't he? Yeah, yeah and and the other guys just like no, but yeah, bugger to that, and then just shoots him in the head. Like you say, uh, Mura is is not happy about it. No, but he's just like this is a dojo. You know, you don't do that here. We don't use weapons. We use you know our fists kind of a deal so yeah that was again it was a little thing for for this individual he's like he's not going out there to kill them he's like he genuinely mm. believes and again it, it, it plays martial arts is the strongest exactly and he plays through uh with the, the whole thing with martial arts it, it, you know honor again he, he he it's fine you know as far as mira is concerned it, it, he, he was honorable mm-hmm. if he wants to take the winnings from the first fight of course he can he won the fight yep he didn't win the second that's fine off he goes um so after witnessing this ip is uh decidedly displeased 
uh, gets in there <laughs> and says he wants to take on 10 men. So my no my exact notes, because I just I, I sat and watched this this whole thing. Uh, just as one, I was like, I don't want to take notes during this because this is going to be incredible. Mm -hmm. So I am just going to watch this and then pause it and make some notes if I need to. So my notes are, wow, that was a 10 on one handicap match. Mm -hmm. The the freaking speed of his hands is mm -hmm. insane. Yep. The Foley work, and I'm guessing everyone who's listening to this knows what Foley work means, but it's the, you know, making sounds. It's the people who make sounds for sound effects and the different instruments they use for it. But anyway, the Foley work. Uh, <laughs> oh, damn, I just ruined my own joke. The Foley work, and no, this isn't a wrestling reference, has so much to make it feel real and impactful. And I, yeah, I, I thought it was brilliant. And it's the closest thing you can get to a squash match when you're facing 10 men, I think. Mm -hmm. um i like you say donnie's not only a fantastic martial artist and again those those bloody fists that that was my favorite part of any fight sequence really was when he just went absolutely mental when he does with the, his punches. Like 50 50 punches in a row uh yeah because yeah. it's right, up honestly, and down the body round yeah. the side yeah. and he's when he does constant. that i have a little smile because i'm yeah. like he's letting that rage out yeah. uh now, oh my god yeah now fair enough i from a film point of view, I don't know whether they are, but they may be cranking the footage to speed it up a little bit to make it look faster. But I've got to be honest, at this early stage in these films, I don't think they are. No. Because normally you can tell when it's been cranked because other things, you can always catch something moving at normal speed in the background. And suddenly you look at that and it's sped up. So it shows you that the rest of the footage is sped up. And I, I couldn't see any of that with this. And again, this is Donnie Yen for, what, eight? No, 12 years ago. I think he was probably just that pissing fast. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I, I, I genuinely just think, think he's that good and he's that fast. Yeah. I, that's the thing. I mean, I was not a non, you know, I don't watch that much in, in, in the way of martial arts. I, I've tried to watch a few uh, here and there, but. It is unbelievable uh, how quick he is. But again, I don't think this is the kind of film. You don't see any CGI and things like that. This isn't the kind of film that would do that. That's that's him. All That's Absolutely. him and his stunt Absolutely. team. Uh, you and know, again, at this point, there's very little wire work. Um, and yeah, like you said, uh, Donnie Yen, he plays, it so, he plays that whole sequence so fantastically. He's, it, 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 we've been watching him. He's always passive, calm. Uh, you know, always seems to be very much a path of least resistance kind of man. He'll always make the compromise to keep everyone else happy. And suddenly that's gone. He's angry. He's sad. You know, he, he's emotional for the first time in the films. Uh, so we then, after this, he takes his... No, does he take a bag of rice? I can't remember. He takes the rice... Not oh, he takes Lou's rice, doesn't Lou's he, rice. that was covered yeah. in blood. Yeah, that's yeah right. and he takes it to his family. That's right. Um, then we cut back and the baddies that we were watching earlier, Jin and his crew, uh, are back and they are stealing goods from Chan, who, again, I'm sure isn't Ip's brother, but they call each other brother a lot. He, actually, he's Jin. No, he's not Jin's brother. Is he Jin's brother? No, he's not. Anyway. Chan, bloke who runs factory, was trying to help Ip out earlier in the film. Yeah, um, so Ip, as I recall, 
Uh, as I recall, I think he was uh, 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 at the beginning of the first uh, the first film. He's the person that he gives money to to help. Yes, him he does to set factory. up a factory. Yeah, you're yeah. quite right. And to so set he's something up. a mill, isn't it? Yeah, a mill. That's right. So he's indebted to uh, Ip. So they're getting stuff stolen from them, and they ask Must Ip to uh, train them in kung fu so that they can uh, fight back should the people come back again. Uh, we cut back to General Mura at this stage, who wants the his translator slash lackey uh, to go and find him, uh, to go and find Ip, because Mura wants Ip back, because he wants to fight Ip himself. Um, there's a great sequence there with the translator, and I call him a lackey because, again, that's what the subtitle... You, t- you, that's the term the subtitles used when um, Ip describes him as such the term it used was lackey so he you know we discover at this stage that actually he's taking a fucking pounding back from his bosses to try and keep it hidden basically um so it's you know a character that that we've despised from the start and who's been you know we've seen other people calling him a traitor and such and actually you suddenly get a little bit of background on him uh, and realize it's not quite as cut and dry as you thought um, then we cut back again to the cotton mill uh, that's getting raided again, and uh, the the little training montage we saw really helped. They they're able to fight back, mm-hmm. and then it shows up uh, to to whoop some ass and finish them off. Um, and I, you know, again the the Ip versus um, the boss of the baddies. So I'm sure he's Jin. Jin, yeah. Yeah, um, he the, the, the it's so inventive that little fight sequence in there because uh, it's it's quite an enclosed space with machinery around and little bits of bamboo scaffolding, and Ip's got a massive long pole, and I don't mean that as a euphemism. He just has a very large bamboo pole in his hand that he intends mm. to fight with, um, and it leads to some really inventive creative spots. Uh, yeah, it's it again. It's um, the the thing is is about this film, and I think it it runs the trend. And we'll probably talk about it in in two, three, and 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 four. Is it kind of ups the factors a little bit more? It kind of takes these um, original bases, this small confined space with a few weapons. I think it's like long bamboo shoots and stuff like mm. that. And he's just again, it kind of tries to take it a little bit more uh, and up the game a little bit more. I think one of the things that I love about this first film more so than some of the other fire sequences is because it is kind of just a little bit more polished it doesn't go too too far if that makes sense mm-hmm. believable if that makes you know yes yeah yeah absolutely it, it kind of pushes the realm a little bit more as it progresses but i would use the word is... polished i actually think these feel more raw and uh, yeah sorry yeah, yeah i yeah, feel yeah, the yeah, later yeah. stuff feels quite polished yeah, sorry. I mean, polished in in the sense of it feels smooth and organic, whereas ah, yes, the yeah, other yeah. Ones, I see what you mean. Yeah, 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 I get yeah. What you're different, saying. Yeah, different, different yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's again, we're you know we're building to this point in the film where he's got you know again, it man's gone through in enough hardships, but he's still retained the character that he is. Um, he's still helping the community, he's still helping them fight off these guys, and still willing to kind of do the right thing even given mm. the circumstances and the fact that he is being hunted he still goes out there and goes and defends 
and of, of, you know, we'll get to that next bit anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yes, we have this little fight, and then it's time for the real boss fight uh, that we've been pitching to right from the start. So Mura finally finds it and uh, sets him up. Is it uh, like a town square or something? Isn't it? They set up a mm-hmm. uh, an area there for Mura and uh, him to fight. Unbeknownst to Ip and to Mura, um, Sato orders someone to uh, shoot him, uh, shoot Ip, should he win the fight, even though his life has been, you know, guaranteed by the General Mura. Um, again, uh, just an incredible martial arts fight sequence. Um, uh, the the fact that the director of the film can lo- use slow motion, close uh, shot footage and still have everything look legitimate and like it's connecting it is just an utter testament to Donnie Yen and, and you know, in fairness to, to uh, Mura, the, the actor playing General Mura because um, obviously he has to be a, at least a competent martial artist as well but it was that bit that got me that, that just slow motion no CG no fucking about it's generally, you know, genuine footage of Donnie Yen, well, supposedly fun- fake punching someone, mm-hmm. but it looks like it's real. I don't understand how they've done it because, again, I know there's no CG in there. I know there's no bollocks. I know it's genuine fight footage. But like I say, how fucking good are you that the director can use slow mo footage and have it look absolutely genuine? It's just yeah. crazy. It is. I mean, the, the, I think this is the testament to these films is, you know, and I think, I think you know, Donnie Yen has, has gone on record and saying he wouldn't be able to do this without the, the stunt uh, team that he worked with. Mm. I know that he said that this was the most challenging thing at that point, obviously, you know, in his career, taking on this role. I mean, this is a prominent martial artist of huge renown. And to take that on, and try and embody him not only you know philosophically, uh, philosophically, and and everything within that character, but also physically the actual martial arts behind it mm. is is phenomenal. Uh, the the beating that they take each take, and you just uh, you you look at it and like you say, you just you feel that, and you just think, Gee, how is either of them standing at this moment in time? Yeah, absolutely. How uh, how are you keeping up uh, the stamina of this as well? It's it's unbelievable. Mm. No, I think. That... I can't decide a favorite fight, but I, 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 I do think of the main boss fights, if you like, the sort of the final boss fights that we get in each film, because essentially that is a martial arts film trope. That mm-hmm. is what happens. You're you're building towards the big boss fight at the end. Um, I, yeah, I think this one's probably my favorite of them because it's the most, like as you say, that I would almost say down to earth, realistic. Um. You know, like you say, doesn't doesn't push it too far necessarily. Um, so Ip wins, yay, uh, and then gets shot. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, and Ip Man's dead because it just sort of fades to black with Ip Man bleeding on the floor in the town. I was like, ah, oh. so I'm gonna guess he's not dead unless the sequels are actually <laughs> prequels. And then of course it comes back up, and we discover he's fleed. Uh, they fleed to Hong Kong, if I remember rightly. Yes. Um, 1945, the war ends. 
we then and this a uh, little bit that confused me so we then go through again you know visual sequences of right 1945 the war ends 1949 uh, he moves to Kowloon Bay in uh, Hong Kong and settles and sets up a school and then has text to explain the rest of his life like going right up until his death and I was like my notes are just like I'm, I'm gonna guess they didn't have plans for sequels at this point well, because so otherwise this, I yeah. do not know why the fuck you put that on the end. So, um, at the same time as that, this film was being produced, there was um, a little bit of controversy because at the same time there was another film that was being made, another biopic, uh, which ended up being called Grandmaster. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially, yeah, that's one I think, of the other ones I've seen. That's on. Uh, I haven't watched it yet, but it's on Netflix. I think. Yes, again, yeah. So it's it's again it's um, it's It Man, but. F- from a different perspective yeah. and, and a different story um and so because of that uh, there was a bit of controversy and so they put it this way you have two biopics coming out of the same guy you don't necessarily know that one's gonna do really really yeah, well I see what you mean. Um, and so yeah they decided to tell that part of the story without okay. thinking okay we'll do a sequel the, the, which is you know in, in hindsight, you think about all of the films in today, they kind of gave it a finality. It's like, okay, you know what? One and done. If we wanted it, one and done. Lawyer is now. They're also open-ended. They all open themselves to sequels. Every bloody film in this day and age, it, uh, you know, it gets a bit ridiculous. So, mm, Absolutely. So we move on. Unless you wanted uh, anything else to say about it, man? Personally? No, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm glad finally that we, uh, we, we got to talk about it, man, because mm-hmm. it is, um, you know, a film I'd seen a good little while ago. I, I can't remember. I think it was our friend Baggy who'd recommended the first one to me at the very least. I think he'd mm-hmm. seen it. Um, so I just watched it, and when I started it, it, it again, I've watched a lot of subtitle films in, in my day, but this is the first one where I, I didn't want to blink. Like because there's even the small subtleties of this film are very important. I think it's mm. beautifully shot, fantastically well acted, especially Donnie Yen. I, I love him in this character. I really think he portrays a great character here. Um, just the the very stoic character that he can be, very reserved with his emotions up to a point. Yes, the fight like say, there's a, that that one phenomenal. bit where he, as you say, lights up. And suddenly we get some emotion from him, and yeah. it's so very different to everything else we've seen at this point. That point in the film, yeah. And again, the relationship he has with his wife is very important, and it does progress that way throughout Absolutely. the films. Um, you know, again with his his kids, it kind of comes and goes a little bit. As it, but again, his his wife is very important. That loving relationship there, despite all the hardships and things like that, the fact that she doesn't love the fact that he's you know constantly training for for fights and stuff like that yeah. but uh for me that the standout thing was as soon as i saw it i was like oh, was that 10 on one and he yeah, just yeah. cripples every single one of them mm-hmm. within two or three hits and then when he does the like 100 punch uh you know all over the guy i was just like okay this is this is phenomenal so yeah i'm just uh, i'm glad that we're getting around to talking about so, Ip Man 2, uh, 2010, which then surprised me because I was like, shit, that, uh, two years later. So you must have had the first one. You must have had the second one in pre-production when you were doing the first. By the time the first finished, you fucking idiots. Why did you put the bit on the end? Anyway, we pick up in 1950, uh, pretty much around where 
it left off at the end of the first film with some of the text. Um, um, we're in Kowloon Bay in Hong Kong. I tell you what, I've spoke Kowloon Bay, uh, uh, sorry, Kowloon about four different ways throughout this entire <laughs> thing. And uh, I don't even think I got it right by the end. Um, he, so he's got his uh, school now in, in Kowloon Bay. Uh, no, why do I keep calling it Kowloon Bay? That's because of Tomorrow Never Dies. Um, so he's in Kowloon City, sorry. And he's got his school, uh, but he's got no recruits at the minute. But he's got his family and a baby on the way. And we get a bit of a, a bit more hard times, brother. And a bit more of a hard times montage because, yeah, they're destitute. and Well, they're not destitute, but they have, you know, a very meager living at the minute. And, you know, we see uh, his wife scraping the last few pieces of rice out of the bowl for them to cook and stuff. And he goes and pawns his watch, I think it is, um, to get some money for rice again. Um, but yes, so when it gets started, we are, he, he finally starts to get the school going. Um, and there's quite a nice little montage of him getting you know the, the 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 school expanding they're getting more students um there's one of them says because uh, obviously he's got uh, there's a reputation that's followed him um oh no it's not this one the, the, uh, i'm sure this fellow just randomly asks him could you beat 10 men at once <laughs> and he just sort of smiles to him for himself i'm sure i think actually it's like in three or four someone specifically says mm. asks him about the story but yeah this one is just like someone randomly saying can you defeat 10 men at once <laughs> and i was like yeah that's funny um and i really enjoyed the, the the sort of uh there's a very brief explanation in part of the montage about the methodology and of and sort of the the mythos, not mythos, but you know the the history behind the Wing Chun style, yeah, and why it is what it is and how it is the way it is. I really enjoyed that. I'd have liked a, a couple of minutes more of that. I think actually to get into to because I'm aware there's different styles, but mm -hmm. all the only reason I'm aware is because someone goes, "Oh, I'm Wing Chun style. Oh, I'm Dragon style. Oh, I'm Green Tiger style, or whatever it might be." I don't know why they're different in terms of the moves, the the ideology behind them, uh, you know, how you go about learning them, all that sort of stuff. That's I would have liked a little bit more of that throughout these films, I think. I think this um, is the But this that's is just me personally. Yeah, I mean, it's the funny thing because, you know, we talk about the martial arts, but I think that, that sometimes people forget uh, the second word of that is arts and it is an, mm, an artistic way of, yeah, yeah. of them fighting. And like you say, they each have their own unique style. It it depends according to their personalities and things like that. Mm. We've seen it in in many films over the years. Uh, you know, each one has a distinct fighting style based on their personalities and stuff like that. This very much just kind of follows suit. And Wing Chun is very much in the vein of its uh, you know master Ip. Uh, you know, because of that, it, that is his approach to life is his fighting style as well. Yeah. Um. See, so yeah, I'd like to look more at that. Um, we get a little bit with uh, Quan, who's the factory owner, and that was harsh as hell. Mm -hmm. Bless him. Some bad shit happened to him. Um, and then I've put, ooh, new baddies, because suddenly we get the random gang of baddies turning up. Um, 
So who do we have? Lung. Lung? Hmm, I'm gonna put I'm gonna go with Lung. Uh he fights and wins. Uh but the baddies outnumber him. Uh, you know, dishonorable fighting. Um uh he's captured and Ip has to go and rescue him uh to have a nice big fight to get his student back. Uh Jin shows up from the first film, who was the the lead baddie of the, the gang of baddies that were going around Foshan. Um and he's deaf in one ear, so even like everyone is suffering now. Um everyone's got bad shit going down with them. Oh, uh, it turns out that Hung, who is the head, uh, Master Hung, who is the head of the sort of uh, the Kung Fu schools or the martial arts schools of, of uh, uh, Kowloon, uh, is working with the British um, via uh, another lackey. But I, even at this stage, I wrote down, but I think the Brits are going to screw him <laughs> because it just seemed too obvious. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that not to be the case um, there's a funny little sequence then with Jin and Ip and Lung in um, who's his uh, student in prison uh, chatting together that's quite an entertaining little sequence and Ip Man has to go and see uh, Master Hung and all the other masters of Kowloon to be allowed to open You know, even though he's opened it in order to actually have permission to open his school, he needs to go and see them and get their approval, as it were. Um, so to start with, he fights Master Law and Master Cheng, I believe, uh, th- which they're very entertaining. They fight on a table, and the table is not fixed to the post in the middle. So it uh, it rocks left to right, and there's a balancing element to it. Um, and I think Master Laura is when he gets off, uh, certainly the subtitles on mine said that he said the table is very slippery as an excuse as to why he lost. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was quite good. And then finally, big boss, Master Hung, uh, jumps up there. Now this, you know, again, uh, entertaining as this sequence was, it is not the type of martial arts kung fu stuff that I enjoy the most mm-hmm. uh, because there was a lot of wire work here because Miss Master Hung is not a small gentleman. He's quite <laughs> yeah. a rotund gentleman and he is having to look like he is balancing on the edge of a table that's at a 45 degree po- angle to the pedestal that's in the middle of it. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of wire work. Um, but it was entertaining. I'm not going to say it wasn't entertaining. And this is the thing with these films. They, they, uh, this is why I, I love certain parts of them uh, totally. But then bits like this are just, they're just not for me. You know, that's just not what I like. I, I'm a very big fan of early Tony Jar work as well, that we're, you know, specifically used to put on the cases. There is no wire work in this film. It's all actual, legitimately pulled off stuff. Um, and I always just find that far more impressive and, and uh, um, when watching. Um, but, you know, it's a good fight. It ends in a very spectacular way. Um, but it is a draw. Um, but Ip is allowed to run his school as long as he pays the protection money, which, of course, he doesn't want to pay. So then there's a huge brawl between Wing Chun style and whatever style Hung is the proponent of, I can't remember. Um, and as a result, 
Ip Man is kicked out of the place that he's set his school up in. So Ip goes to see Master Hung to tell him to back off. Uh, but Hung tries to continue the fight and nearly hits his child. He also tells Ip that he's working with the Brits to allow the martial arts clubs to run, uh, to try and explain to Ip why he has the rules he has and that you know he is being restricted on what he can do by the Brits. Um, and here we then you know get our introduction to where we're going for the finale of this thing. So the British are putting on a boxing match and Hung is providing the workers, well, for free, it seems like. He doesn't want to be providing them for free uh, to set up this thing. The British boxer uh, wants to be a bit of a dick at the boxing match. <laughs> and he's a colossal bastard. He's a, he's a twat, isn't he? But there you go. He has to be. Uh, and he gets yeah. into it with a... Uh, um, uh, a martial artist um, and uh, he it basically just knocks the demonstrators the fuck out essentially says some Chinese guys demonstrating Kung Fu and he just knocks them the fuck out um, which leads to a massive British versus Chinese brawl uh, Lung gets knocked out Ip Man and Hung sort of sort out the boxer a little bit and back him off um, and then the boxer challenges Master Hung uh, and they have a boxing round style match or fight, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, Hung isn't well, and we've seen hints at this throughout the film. He's He's been uh, particularly, like, you know, after the Ip fight, he was very, very drained, uh, didn't seem to be particularly well, um, but he's obviously hiding it from everyone to not show weakness. Um, and he dies. Um, again, it's a, a fantastically done sequence. Uh, the, the music, the cinematography, the whole package, it ties together beautifully and, again, gives another fitting end uh, to, to uh, another interesting character who, once again, we started the film hating as, and thinking he was the bad guy, and now we realise actually he's not. His story was far more complicated and he was never the bad guy. Um, <laughs> Christ, the, I've got to mention the, the 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 main British bloke in charge of Hong Kong. Christ, his English accent was shit, <laughs> and I've put English in quote marks because I don't even think it's a fucking English accent. It's awful, is what it is. Um, so some reporters have been publishing stories uh, about the British behaving badly. Um and uh, a man dying at the boxing event. So the Brits go after the uh, reporters to try and shut them up. Um, I've written here, Ip Man and Miller will tussle, I feel. And Miller is the name of the uh, boxer, the British boxer. Miller, or I think Twister is his uh, the Twister. Sort of boxing yeah. name, the Twister, yeah. Yeah, it's the Twister, um, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, hmm. Uh, and then uh, two seconds later at the press conference, I get my answer. Um, I thought I recognised Miller, but I, he's just been in. He's just been in random shit. I don't know him from anything specific. He's been like, he's in a random episode of Smalley. He's in the Marine Three Homefront, which I, I think is the one where the Miz took over. I don't know. Um, 
anyway, like I say, you've just been in random <laughs> chat, uh, random shit. Um, finally, uh, the Mr. Hung's lackey slash translator, uh, who is well, I've written fatso. I don't mean to be mean, yeah. no, but no. that's all they refer to yeah. him as. Yeah. They just yeah. call him Fatso the whole way yeah. through. So <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah. Fatso turns on the Brits finally and tells the reporter everything. Um, so yay, he gets his redemption too. And then we get Ip versus the Twister. Um, <laughs> I noticed at this. I noted at this point that the actor who plays Jin, who's the the head of the the baddie clan from the first one mm-hmm. who is then back in this one and is now a goodie on Ip's side. Mm-hmm. He really reminds me of Carl Urban, like in, in the way he looks. Oh, okay. Really reminds me of Carl Urban, specifically doom Carl Urban. Oh, okay. Specifically doom well. Carl Urban. Okay, yeah. Doom right. Carl Urban. If we're not like, be specific about, you know, that. crazy beard, uh, Carl Urban or something, you know, doom, doom Carl Urban. Okay. Clean cut Carl Urban. Sure. But with hair. <laughs> um, anyway, so we get into the fight again. It's boxing rounds type thing. It man's down early, eek. Um, but then it knocks Twister down. Yay. Round two, it comes out with those insanely fast punches again all over him. Uh, the bell goes, but Twister smacks it after the bell. And of course, there's no problem with that. That's fine. Because the judges are fixed. In, in their pocket, um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, then we're into round three. Uh, and of course, because the judges are in the pocket, they decide they're going to stop Ip from uh, kicking. So he can't kick anymore. Some great baby face in peril booking to overcome insurmountable odds there. Um, Ip goes down again, but gets up for the final time, I feel. He starts taking out the arms and then he just deconstructs the bastard I've written because <laughs> he literally just it's that thing again. He fires up, he takes his arms out and then he just goes fucking mental with those fists. And like I say, I feel he he almost does it. Donnie Yen almost plays it as a deconstruction. It's almost a, a top to bottom breaking down of a man mm-hmm. so that he's got nothing left. Yeah, it's the fact that he has to change his strategy as he's going through this fight. He's just, again, he's watched Hung go through it, and he's like, he's as, as he's watching, again, this is the great thing about uh, Ip Man. He studies his opponents. He, he understands their nuances. He knew when Hung was facing him, he was doing well. If Hung had been able to actually catch his breath a little bit more, he probably would have won that fight, but he didn't, and he, as a result, that, that's why he lost. Ip Man's doing the same thing. He's like, okay, I know what I need to do. This strategy isn't working. And then just by systematically taking the guy's arms down, he's like, well, he can't hit me if he can't use his arms. Mm, Fuck it, I'll destroy his arms. Mm. And it's absolutely, like you say, it's just when he gets into his own and suddenly gets in that zone, it's just unbelievable to watch. Yeah, when he lights him up, it's it's incredible. Again, I don't feel there's a huge amount in this film. Yes, there's a bit more wire work and stuff, but... I, I I don't I don't think any of that final sequence was cranked or anything. It, it it played out, you know, in the right speed. I think. Um, so yes, of course, it wins. Uh, yay! Um, and even uh, the, the Quan seems to be sort of back to normal ish, or it seems to at least have an awareness of what the hell's going on. Yeah, now yeah. By the end, which was a nice little touch. Uh, the dickhead brick gets taken down by his bad accented boss. Yay! Um. 
and I, I liked again. It's difficult to say because he's speaking in Mandarin, I assume, and I'm watching subtitles that I don't really know how accurate they are. But I, I thought the speech at the end was very good. Oh uh, yeah, he's what, what, uh, yeah. The, the text that I had to represent yeah. the speech that he makes at the end was a very good speech. Yeah, that's that was it. very he's... well written and very yeah, well he's delivered. Just very respect. Again, he's respectful. Mm. He respects the fact that. It doesn't matter what what race you are or culture you are. He's done it again with his own with his own countrymen, with the different fighting stars and things like that. He's he's understood the prejudice that they had to him, and that's the mm-hmm. thing. Is like, can we all just you know respect each other? It doesn't matter who we are and where we come from. Let's just have this mutual respect, and that that's again that's the epo- epitome of what it man seems to represent at times. Yeah, I agree. Um. So he then heads home, wife and new baby. So everything's good there. I mean, just a note on that end fight. I I would imagine that's pretty hard to choreograph when you are, because again, we get uh, to a degree, there's a mixture of styles in the the next two films, Mm. but they're still uh, mostly karate, you know, or they're different styles of martial art boxing you know choreographing a box a boxer to fight with a martial artist i would have thought was probably very interesting to try and do Mm. Uh, uh, because they are a quite a drastic mix of styles they're not you know just sort of like oh when you're you know you're still like uh, i'm thinking of the uh the yanks in the fourth one is it the fourth one yeah, where he fights the, the Americans one. and their yes, karate? It's the fourth one. Yes, it's the fourth one. Yeah. Yes, with the bad drill instructor who wants to be Ali Ermi and never is. Yeah, I, you know, that, that, I can see that that would have been tricky, but I, you know, you're still essentially in the same ballpark, I feel. Um, so then we get our, our little sting at the end with a young man, or a young child, really, <laughs> yeah. coming into his office, uh, telling him his name's Bruce Lee. Uh, and he says, come and see me when you're older. Um, and then we get the weird, hey, here's what he went on to do yeah. bit again at the end. I don't get again, it. Uh, uh, the, the thing is, is that I think is that like, he went this. on to do they, this and he trained they Bruce Lee this year. Don't know. This they genuinely don't know if they're going to make another one. Now, I will say, I will say for a fact that uh, the fourth one, uh, like Donnie Yen really didn't want to, after the third one, he really didn't want to come back and do a fourth one. Uh, but I think it was a case of, okay, we promise this is the last one and here's a truckload of money. That may have been the incentive, I think, for the fourth one. Um, That's interesting because I, yeah, I kind of don't want the last one i get that and i understand that uh, and it's uh, that, you know and it's thing. not because yeah. it's bad again i hasten to add it's not because it's bad it's because these next two are the ones i struggle with the most and it's not i will say yet again not because they are bad films they are not badly made the martial arts aren't bad the problem is that the character's life is dark at this point and it gets really fucking bleak. Yeah. And that by default makes the whole film feel really bleak and means it's not necessarily a pleasurable thing to sit and watch. No, I understand that totally. It's, um, you know, the third one we, we deal with, well, we'll get there. Um, we, we deal with certain issues within Ip's family 
fourth one it's kind of it dealing with his own things and stuff like mm. that i think the thing is is that even throughout each of these films um there has been a dark opponent to it um especially you know the first one uh being in the middle of a war the fact that they were essentially uh you know under lock um because it was under an occupation in their whole country mm. that's that's pretty harrowing the second one again not so much but again it's that view of racism and the fact that he's ostracized even from his fellow countrymen because of the mm. style a fighter that he is they just don't respect him so he's going through hardship but yeah i suppose the next two get a lot more personal to ip and this is where it's a bit harsh because we because he's such a lovable guy you that's don't want to see him go through this, this that's kind it. Of hardship that's why i struggle with them and you, yeah. you've hit the nail exactly on the head it's not that i don't like dramatic storytelling or bleak storytelling when it's needed the problem is that there's no there's nothing offsetting it i don't think You've you've got your standard storyline, and yes, of course he'll win the fight in the end. But it, it, there's no personal light for him at this point, and I, like you say, I struggle with that because I am so into the character at this stage, and into the man, and respect him, and and want to see him do well. And obviously, that isn't the way life goes sometimes. All right, well, that brings us to the end of uh, Hitman Two. Um, we still got It Man 3, 4, and Master Z, It Man Legacy, the spin-off to cover. So shall we call it at this stage? I think uh, I think the people at home would, would love uh, a nice two-parter from us. Yeah, I don't want to rush you, because again, I know this is a passion project for yourself. So I don't want to have to try and cram everything in in another 20, 40 minutes uh, when there's potentially more to say. So, ladies and gentlemen... Uh, we will call it at that. I will remind you again to go to the correct Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash the screen masters. Uh, on that page, you'll find a pinned link at the top, a pinned post at the top with all the links to all the different stuff you need. There's a messages button there. You can send us a message. Um, the quiz is still on there. If anyone's interested in that uh, 40, I think I did film titles uh, with numbers in the name. And all I've given you is the number and the first letter of any other words in that film title. And you have to work out what the film title is. Uh, the By the time this releases, I think the answers will be up on the site. If not, they will be up on the page next uh, Friday as this releases. So... Thank you very much, everyone. Uh, until next time for part two, which will be in a month's time, because we will be going for the TV episode next recording. Uh, I have been Bav. I've been Fluff. And this has been Screen Masters.